Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Political Nigeria with Ibweli Arinza. Welcome, and let's start a journey to discussing politics in Nigeria. Yeah, welcome, my listeners, and uh, I think it's important that I give um, a little rundown about my personality before I kickstart with the topic of today. So, like I said, my name is Iwili Arenza, um, a political analyst and also um, a journalist with um, five years of um, journalistic experience. I, write, I used to write a column for leadership newspapers, and now I write for the nation, Nigeria, newspapers, where I discuss topical issues affecting the average Nigerian and how they can be remedied. The idea behind this podcast is simply to discuss Nigerian politics, issues affecting our politics, and how we can fix our politics. One of the challenges of the Nigerian system of politicking is that we have allowed the politicians only to discuss issues about politics in Nigeria. But that should not be the case. There is a given saying that states that if you do not participate in politics, then one of the consequences is that those who you are better than or, you know, your the inferior set of people will always be the ones to govern you. And there's also a saying that um, a people deserve the kind of government they get. Now, why I may not agree with the second saying, because the Nigerian people are a great people, the Nigerian people are, the, are one of the most industrious, intelligent, um, ideas-driven people. Look around you, you see Nigerians doing big things, doing great things, doing lovely things all over the world, not only in Nigeria. So, how come most times the kind of governments we get, or we've been getting, and where governments... <laughs> Uh, we did not really deserve. I think these are questions we need to sit down and ask each other or ask ourselves and then, you know, begin with a conscious effort to fix the politics because whether we like it or not, <laughs> politics or the kind of politics that we experience will give dictate to what else we we go through. For example, the economy will always suffer from the kind of politics that we play. Because it is this uh, politics that will throw up who becomes president, who becomes governor, who becomes a senator, who becomes your house of member. Even your counselor 
So political Nigeria is my own way of contributing basically to Nigerians fixing our politics. The podcast will be run um, twice a week and I'll be discussing topical issues. Uh, social me- my social media handle will soon be out so that you um, listeners can be updated about um, what topics we intend to discuss. You could send in questions, you could send in uh, comments even to kind of um, state how you feel about each topic. It's a journey I intend to carry on for the next of my uh, rest of my life, perhaps. And uh, I wish you all a uh, happy bon voyage with me as we take this leap of faith into fixing Nigeria's politics. Once again, this is Ibuili Arianza, and I say welcome. Okay, welcome back. So today we'll be discussing getting power to the people. Now, we all know that in a democracy, power emanates from the people. Power is from the ballot box to, from the people to the ballot box. The people give power to their governments. Whether it's uh, a Republican democracy or the kind of democracy we see in the UK, power is transmitted from the people or the electorate to those who govern them. And those who govern them do so for a period of time from which they go back to the people for their consent for another period. So in Nigeria, you have every four years um, general elections, except for states that, you know, have had issues and had to be taken off the, um, the election schedule. States like Anambra, Ondo, Edo, and now Emo states. But you have every, even in those areas, you have every four years, you have elections which are held to confer a mandate on a number of people. So how do we ensure that the people are not robbed of this opportunity to ensure that those who govern them have their consent? That's a tricky question. Because, yes, you had, or you still have the PDP saying that with the logo, or slogan, sorry, the slogan saying, power to the people. (laughs) But we know that in those periods, (laughs) it wasn't power to the people. 
the BDB governed as a cult. And it's still the same thing. Look at their, their, their convention. It was those the governors wanted that got elected. So can we really say that it's truly about power to the people? Even in the ruling party, the APC, how democratic have they been in ensuring that their candidates are selected by the people? So we need to begin to ask ourselves, how do we ensure that the average Nigerian is properly empowered to ensuring that his vote will always count? Does it make any sense to say we're in a democracy and yet a number of people will say, look, you you're just wasting your time. <coughs> Excuse me. You're just wasting your time. Um, our votes don't count as we've been experiencing. Whether you agree or not, there's a growing apathy to voting in Nigeria because a lot of people feel, look, our votes don't count. Or even if they count, these people go ahead and mess up with the system. So how do we correct this anomaly? How do we fix the politics? What sense does it make for us to claim that we're in a democracy and yet the people keep feeling disenchanted with politics? That's a syndrome to know that (laughs) there's no power to the people as it should be. For example, in 2016, I mean, in 2016, the American people elected Donald Trump, surprisingly. But then, in 2020, the American people fixed the problem by going out to vote. The votes counted. So, except for 2015, where we had the Nigerian people change the government... I mean, that was one of the freest and first elections. Can we say that subsequent elections have been relatively free and fair? Can we agree that even in the process of selecting candidates for various political parties, can we agree that the process is one that ha- that has that or that enables the people to select who their representatives are. Quite tricky, you will you will agree with me. Well, one of the first things I think we can do is to ensure that. We build our institutions. One of the challenges or one of the differences between the Nigerian people and our Nigerian system and other systems that work is that there are functional institutions. 
perhaps Nigeria's um, descent into military rule uh, may have affected our 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 opportunity to 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 have strengthened our democratic institutions. Yes, I agree. But then, is it enough for us to say okay? Because we, we had a coup in 66 and the military didn't leave until 1999, then okay, fine. Um, we should, um, you know, bear the situation the way it is. I don't think so. I mean, we have models of how these democracies, democracies have flourished. Why don't we experiment on them? And so I think we need to fix our institutions, the electoral bodies, the, the, the judiciary. I think the moment we fix that issue, we are going to, you know, have uh, a different set of results. Also, I believe we should restructure Nigeria. Now, my own... Um, understanding or my own concept of restructuring is not to create the regions. No. I believe we should give more power to the states and then allow every state you know, to decide on issues for itself. For example, in education, allow each and every state to 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 you know, to, to experiment on education, allow each and every state to control its resources or a percentage, a big percentage of its resources. This way, we will reduce the overbearing nature of the center and then we'll have people fix more or attend more to the problems in the states. So you will have a competitive democracy. At the same time, the states will be allowed to, you know, pursue its own development agenda. Instead of waiting for the federal government to keep baby, you know, spoon feeding these um these states. So I'm also for restructuring. Then I also think um we should fix the political parties. These political parties are democratic in name only. Most times, <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are no semblances of democracy in them. So these things go a long way in affecting how we, or how we operate our politics. So if you, you keep having um, people, a few people controlling the APC and the PDP, then I mean you you wouldn't be given power to the people. And the other mostly of political parties, whether you like it or not, ABGA, Labour Party, ZLP, and what have you. <coughs> so excuse me have also not shown promise. So we need to fix the political party system. 
we, we need to reorganize political party system. I think we need to check a lot of issues. Financing. Amounts of money spent. Until we do this, I am not sure we are ready to fix the politics and give back power to the people. In those days, you, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also true that um, you know the people are also not taking advantage. But I mean, how can they take advantage when you don't have? when you don't have um, um, an equal playing ground. That is why the direct primaries approach would have worked for the APC. Would have worked for, for the system, sorry. But even at that, are you sure we are ready for such? I mean, come to Alhambra State where I'm from. You see that you have one man owning 15 cards, 15 party cards. I don't know if it's a thing of the poverty mentality or if it's just, I mean, I don't know whether, plain mischief. Somebody will have almost 10 to 15 party cards. So he's a member of the PDP, he's a member of Labour Party, he's a member of APC, he's a member of DPP, he's a member of ZLP. So how do you now verify who is or who is a member or not of a party? So you see why some of us are against the direct primaries Everything, even though it will bring power back to the people. Also, you, you, you see a situation where you have um, an elected um, um, set of officials, and all of a sudden, some people, based on the fact that they are not happy with a few individuals. Like what we saw in the case of Adams or Shomole, or even recently in the case of um, Uche Secondus. You see a situation where a few people are not happy with them, and then this leads to a lot of uh, wrangling. And then before you know it, the NWC or the SWC or the SEC or the LWC are dissolved. For example, I keep saying, why couldn't President Muhammad Buhari allow the problem between Oshomole and those his traducers to have ended at the Supreme Court? Why did the President have to dissolve the NWC? I mean, we can't grow that way. Because the Shomole was elected at a convention. And the only way Shomole should have been removed is either by the laid down stipulations. But you see, these were chances we missed at strengthening democracy and ensuring power 
to the people. And we'll continue to see such things continually. We will continue to see them if we do not fix the politics. Yeah, people may say, okay, I mean, the system is fine. Nobody's complaining. No. You see, these things keep repeating themselves until one day <laughs> the consequences become so overbearing and then we are back to square one. And square one could mean a military coup, God forbid. Square one could be a constitutional crisis or even a revolution. So, I think it's time, or it's about time, we fixed our politics by fixing the political processes and ensuring that power truly returns to the people. Thank you very much. My name is Aibweli Arinza Chiku, Napoleon. This is Political Nigeria. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Keep a date with me again on Sunday when I'll come up with another topic for your listening pleasure. Thank you. And may God keep us all. Merry Christmas to you in advance and a Happy New Year. Thank you.